두둥 넷플릭스 두둥 Shit. Build, doing hot build the shit. rhythm. I am yeah, a hot girl, right? Hot girl shit. Hot girl shit. Just walked around doing hot girl shit. I learned it from Blackpink doing hot girl shit. Oh, you learned hot girl shit from Blackpink? Yeah. Yeah, hot girl shit. Amazon Insider says its one billion Lord of the Rings series will determine the company's streaming future. Oh, well, good luck, guys. <laughs> Nobody watch it, I hope. I, Let's you know, take them it, down. It looks like Let's get rid of Amazon Prime. Uh, it doesn't look good. I don't think, no, I, well, it's not that it look to me. The problem with it is, um, they're they haven't like none of the trailers indicate there's a story of any kind, so it basically seems to be exactly what I thought it was going to be. Where it's just, um, you know, prestige TV where like, oh, you know, there's going to be multiple uh B plots and C plots, and we're just oh, we're just going to check in on these characters, and you know, there'll be some cameos, and we're building to the first appearance of Gandalf or you know what I mean just how oh. TV shows are made now are just so uninteresting well they they took this is uh from this is placed in the second age right which is like the least developed I don't know. of Tolkien's um like mythos <clears throat> so like it just feels like a lot of fan fiction well it's just whatever like, but you know I don't yeah, I well, guess I'm starting to sound like Christopher Tolkien over here <laughs> well Christopher Tolkien didn't sell the rights to Silmarillion before he died so that's why they just gotta make shit up. <clears throat> it's also completely unnecessary. I don't need to see any more Lord of the Rings stories, you know? The trilogy already exists. People yeah, they already ruined it. The Hobbit. So let's, uh, mm. let's cool the shits, guys. They've done enough. What's the next big uh, fantasy property, huh? Um, Fucking, what's, the, you know, the dragon shit? No, 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 the new It's not gonna be, oh, you mean like uh, the, the Anne McCaffrey's uh, Dragon Rider shit? Oh no, I don't know what's that. I you know, it's, you know, it's it's, uh, it's not technically it's not fantasy, it's sci-fi. I believe it's, it's her, it's, it's aliens or some shit. But yeah, you know, alien dragons. Yeah, well, yeah, you you drag your dragon rider. It. Mm. I you know honestly, it's a little, it's a little like uh, House House of the Dragon, but much older. You should write the new um, fantasy super story that everyone loves. It's gonna be a man with tentacles. You could do it George R. R. Martin style too, and just never finish it. Well, that's a lot of people right now. It's like Patrick okay, Rothfuss, right? He's got uh, yeah, you know, no, no. I wrote whatever. the full trilogy. This this third book for sure, it's done. I got now. I'll read a chapter for charity, guys. Believe me, believe me. Well, it's just I mean, like, it's one thing to be to just be a lazy piece of shit, but then to to, to say you're gonna do something for charity and then to be like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm a lazy piece of shit. It's another thing entirely. It's just like um, you got to write that shit so you get a TV deal and then don't finish it. Like, <laughs> fucking, that's the dream. The thing I, the you've dream heard, of, I, I assume you probably haven't heard about like Patrick Rothfuss did like a, was it a GoFundMe or something for charity. And like one of the stretch goals is he would read a chapter from his new book, which is mm-hmm. supposed to come out like 10 years ago, kind of like George R. R. Martin. Only the real difference yeah. here is I don't, I think George R. R. Martin is actually working on his. It, it, to me, it's like just shit out a chapter to read for the charity and then if you actually finish the book and that chapter's not in it just say oh i changed it later no one's gonna question mm-hmm. that patrick rothfuss is the name of the wind guy right yeah oh, you got it that book sucks anyway <laughs> yeah I mean, people love that book it's so it's not good honestly uh fantasy book fans are the reason i don't ever read fantasy unless <laughs> you specifically tell me to do it because um i'm pretty sure they have terrible tests <laughs> I mean, a lot of my problem with modern fantasy is like everybody's writing these giant fucking nine-part epics, and the only one I want to fuck with is is this uh, Song of Ice and Fire. And then when that's done, if it ever gets finished, I don't ever want to read mm. another nine-part 
series again. Well, I don't think he'll ever get finished. <laughs> I think he is still working on it, but I think it, it's apparent to me that he at one point did probably almost have it finished, and then I think he went back and started rewriting yeah, it. That's and kind he of changed stuff because of the TV series, and yeah, I think he's just kind of. Well, even when Dance of Dragons came out and I was reading it, um, while I was reading it, I was like, he's kind of like lost the plot on this shit, I think. Well, I feel like, I f- yeah, I feel like he kind of, I think he knows where he wants to go. I just don't think he knows how to get there. Well, yeah, when I was reading Dance of Dragons, it's like, all right, this is the fifth book. There's only supposed to be two more. He's introducing fucking young griff and you know what i mean i was like he's maybe this was the plan all along or something i think shit, the young griff like, actually was the plan all along because if 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 the game of thrones finale is still sort of where he wants to end up it only mm-hmm. really makes sense if you replace cersei with young griff mm. which is in like the in in the dorn plot is um i can't remember the daughter but it's it's that the daughter seduces young griff right Young Griff oh, um, is like the hero of King's Landing for kicking Cersei out after she just destroyed the faith, right? Because she blew up the mm-hmm. Sept. And so uh, when Danny arrives on the shore, there's already a Targaryen king, and she's no longer like this hero. She's, she's a, conqueror, an, an, yeah. a conqueror and invader, and she does all the same shit we've seen her do um, to slavers, but now we see her do it to Westeros, and it's not as fun. Well, it's not as fun for the people of Westeros, I guess, but the Westerosi people are also, like, corrupt slavers and shit, too. So, you know, fucking... Well, I mean, not all of them. <laughs> yeah, whatever. They're all a part of a Yeah, I mean, I just, it's, 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 no, it's about, different, you know. though, when it's, like, um, characters that you know and, like, have have been with for, for, you know, five or six books. Yeah, that's true. I don't really care about any of them, to be honest. <laughs> like, that's what was intriguing about the books to me is... um. You know, fucking motherfuckers just get killed and shit. Everyone's kind of shitty a little bit. You know, their motivations make sense from a human standpoint. But I'm also like someone I don't um I like can't think of any fictional character or anything like that that I've ever like held dear. You know what I mean? Like they're kind of I don't know. I have a I think a very mature relationship with um stories. Not to like toot my own horn, but you know what I mean. I don't uh. I, I enjoy them and think about them, but they don't have a huge bearing on my emotional state or like my mind, you know. Well, I guess I, I they, they do like, to a certain extent they'll have a bearing on my emotional so state and on my mind. Like there's that there's that Teddy Roosevelt quote, right? That I like. It's uh, uh I'm everything that I read, but I like I don't yeah. I don't form relationships with the characters or the people yeah. you know what i mean i don't have this weird i, I at least i don't i, I try I not mean, to i don't have this weird parasitic relationship which i think is the was what you're getting at yeah the, that's more what i meant like obviously everything i've read movies i watch music i listen to and shit has had profound effect on me in some cases right not like i'm immune to any other outside input or anything but yeah i don't i don't develop relationships with characters like people oh man if Tyrion dies i'm be so upset i'm like i don't know if it's in service of the story seems fine to me yeah that's like i think you could still you'd be upset but it's also like oh it makes sense you know what i mean also Mm -hmm. the books are gonna end at some point so like you know it's okay well like right now they're all dead anyways as far as my concern (laughs) is i don't know i guess i look at it like every every uh every book character is is schrodinger's cat you know they're both dead and alive Well, yeah, they, I mean, they're, that's, they're, that's kind of how they're just, it's a temporary thing. Yeah. It's just, I'm just peeking into some world or some, someone else's story. You know, I don't, I don't have to be like, oh man, fuck yeah. Love to live in Lord of the Rings. No, I wouldn't because I'd one of the, be one of those Western men scratching a living off rocks. <laughs> what fictional world do you fucking want to live in? I'll, you know, there's only one Sesame Street. Star Trek. Oh, nah. Every once in a while, like, the Borg invade, you know? Yeah, and but... You, um, you get turned into a robot or some shit. Up until, like, J.J. Abrams' uh, movies, it was never, like, cataclysmic enough stuff for it to affect the entire, like, Federation or whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, our main characters had to fight the Borgs and stuff, but it never made it down to the little guys like me, because the Starfleet took care of them. <laughs> 
So presumably in that world, since Starfleet's taking care of everything, I'm just living in fucking glorious future space socialism. You know, I'm just having a good old time. But this isn't a podcast about books or nerd shit like Star Trek. This is about nerd shit like Netflix original films. And you know what? I can feel God in this podcast here tonight. Do you feel him? God's here. Uh, which God? He wants to talk. <laughs> uh, you know, like the Abraham McQuinn. He wants to talk about Netflix. Oh, he's movies. like, uh, cut, off, cut off the tip of your penis. <laughs> feel God in this house tonight. Uh, yeah, this content sewer. That's Sean. I'm Kyle. Fucking let's talk about Death Note. I guess. The Netflix live action, not the yeah, 2017 Netflix Death Note live action. It's a, it takes place in America. <laughs> Which, you know, it would have been even more offensive if it was like, oh, yeah, it's uh, this is Japan. <laughs> Especially when we got the white kids in it and stuff. They're in an international school in Tokyo. Uh, uh, you fucking nerds on the internet, you know what Death Note is. Uh, a high school student named Light, Light Turner, <laughs> discovers a mysterious notebook that has the power to kill anyone whose name is written within its pages and launches a secret crusade to rid the world of criminals. What a weird power fantasy. Like, of all the powers I want, being able to write someone's name and, ha- and kill them is really low on the list. It's also uh, in the anime. I haven't watched the anime in like 15 years, but I, you know, remember it, at least the themes and stuff. Um, they explore the morality of that concept quite a bit more than this movie does. <laughs> this movie was like an hour and 35, hour and 40 minutes of yeah, actual runtime. It felt way longer, I'll say. And it also felt like it left a lot to be said. Well, so it's like, what, a 200-chapter manga... 37 episode anime and like all right squeeze this shit into a tight hour and 40 minutes please which you know that's just no matter what it is it's not gonna work that's kind of my stance on this in general is um i'm not super precious about any anime except for maybe akira and cowboy bebop obviously mm-hmm. um but my stance is uh you know there's no reason for this to have been made at all i realize uh how are you going to make money off of a license if you don't create new content? It's not like they're going to be able to make money off of old Death Note shit. So let's make some new shit. But yeah, as a, I don't know. I just like. But I don't care about what business needs. I just. Yeah, it's fucking lame. Don't make this shit. I'm not a content man. I'm a, I'm yeah. a, I'm a writer guy. Yeah, I, I'm here for the art, the, 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 the audience aspect of it and appreciator of art. I'm an artiste, you Fine know, but I, so I don't give a fuck about their fucking margins or trying to make money off of a IP that's successful. Fucking just don't do this shit anymore. Come up with your own idea. Obviously. Well, I mean, like, that's the other thing, too. It's like, if you do a bad job, it hurts your bottom line. You know what I mean? It hurt. If you get an IP, make a bad uh, movie or TV show with that IP, even if your next outing is amazing... It, it, people are still going to remember that previous one and it's going to hurt your, your future numbers, right? So, it's, I don't know, it's, from a business standpoint, it makes sense to actually make your shit good, I think. Yeah, but unfortunately, uh, I learned this week while learning a little bit more about this Death Note movie, uh, Netflix and the the Stranger Things brothers guys who have their own production company that are partnered with Netflix, uh, they're working on a Death Note live-action series for Netflix, so they're still going for it. Eh. I mean... It can't be worse than this. Although, if they get Willem Dafoe... That's the the thing about this one is um, it's not good. But the amount of hate that like uh, anime fans or Death Note fans have for it in general, I thought it was going to be like an absolute disaster. And, um, yeah, it's competently it's, made. It's uh, like, yeah, it's middling. I mean, it's just like anything that has a rabid uh, fan base. You know, with, mm-hmm. um, and uh, they make a... A movie that doesn't live up to expectations and it, it, the yeah. response is outsized. Yeah, if this was an original idea, like divorced from the mythos of actual Death Note, it's okay. <laughs> if they had passed this off as like a, a side cool or like a prequel to uh, the Final Destination series, I would have bought it. Mm. 
Yeah, but they only did that like once with the first person that get killed, where it's like a Final Destination type death. Well, I guess at the end too, when he's had to write out like fucking six paragraphs about how he wanted everything <laughs> to end. Though I feel like all of them were kind of a little bit uh, extreme. Like <laughs> the, the the dude that has his family hostage, he gets randomly ran over by a SWAT truck and pulverized. The mafioso mm. guy uh, chokes oh, and yeah, then yeah, stabs himself to the throat and then vomits blood everywhere. <laughs> If I recall, in the anime and the manga, um, he mostly just has people have heart attacks. Which that I'm mean, like, I think it was a good choice to just have some gruesome blood. Yeah, me too. Yeah, well, because that was as soon as that first kid gets decapitated and like you know the top of his head gets blown off, I was like, oh shit, this is how it's gonna be? Okay, because I'm. It doesn't take much to please me, honestly. You got some blood <laughs> and then titties in a movie and stuff. I'm like, oh, okay, all right. It was titties fucking, in this one. Dude, you fucking got if your lighting's good, you know, like <laughs> I'm in. I'm on board. I, sometimes I'm like, what movie do they think they were making? Because they're like, what? Let's let's do a let's do an angle here, guys. Let's do a let's do a Dutch angle. Oh, that's the problem with this movie. Uh, like I said, divorced from Death Note, thinking of it even as an original film. Uh, it like cannot figure out what the tone's gonna be, cause so the thing is, the the concept of it, they're playing pretty loose with life and death, right? It's kind of like, eh, there's two ways you go with it. You go like sort of fantastical, like anime, which would probably make it pretty fun, or you gotta kind of maybe treat it kind of seriously. And they're like trying to thread the needle in this shit, where it's like, eh, you know, but whatever. Fucking Lakeith Stanfield's here. Yeah, Lakeith Stanfield, he's got a, he's doing a detective thing, huh? No, he's doing a fucking anime character <laughs> in a movie that does is wants to be anime, but not really. But all you know, a fucking good job, Lakeith. He really committed. He's the only person on the cast who is brave enough to even attempt to say the Japanese names correctly. So good for him. <laughs> Kira. I'm Kira Knightley. <laughs> that's not how that's pronounced. Kira. Kura. Kira. Kira. Yeah, but they just keep saying Kira. Come on. Like, fucking try a little bit. If you want to, I mean, first, I don't, I think it's so foolish to like want to adapt an anime into, I, especially episodic anime into a live action movie. But if you're going to do it, like, this is a problem with movies in general, really, in the last 20 years, I guess, is uh, no one's brave enough to, I guess, probably maybe since like the Nolan Batman trilogy. If someone's doing something kind of comic booky or fantastical, no one's brave enough to divorce it from reality enough. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, we got to make sure it's kind of grounded. Like, fuck that. Like, they should have gone out all out with this shit, right? Yeah, I mean, if you're going to do an anime remake, just do an anime remake, you know? I don't. I I mean, I'll climb up on my soapbox a little bit here. I just generally don't like adaptations period you know sometimes like book to movie or comic book to movie is okay but anything outside of that is usually a mess like it's Cowboy- pretty rare too right like sin city is pretty good yeah and uh lord of the rings trilogy is pretty good i mean there's a lot uh, of movies that you you probably don't even think about that are, that are adaptions from books but books, in, yeah, yeah but I mean, even then it's like i still hear oh, the books better but you know sometimes things were made to be a certain thing. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. So this is made for it to be an anime and so the trying to translate into live action doesn't, doesn't work because a lot for a lot of reasons. Well, so the problem with this movie is, um, uh, aside from it, like the medium changing, because I think, you know, like there's certain comic books and things that could be made into live action films, but, um, death note, and anime in general being adapted to a Western audience is uh, there's like a big cultural chasm with how anime works and how Western film works. You know what I mean? And they try to like bridge that chasm in this, like, all right, so going to be in America. It's American kids. Um, it's going to be more about morality from the perspective of a Western audience, I guess, but they can't, they like it doesn't work because it's <laughs> fucking anime still you know like they try to thread that needle like i said and it's it's not wild enough to be interesting and then it's like it takes itself 
not quite seriously enough to be thoughtful. Yeah, it's just fucking. I don't know. He's fucked up. <laughs> it's it's just a solid four and a half. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe a five. So when it came out, obviously everyone's giving a shit about whitewashing, and my perspective on that kind of is um, it's so removed from the actual death note that it's like not even an adaptation it's like a reimagining for the west (laughs) and then in addition to that it's like by the time this movie came out i know it was like in production hell for like 10 years or some shit but by the time it came out japan had already produced like so many adaptations of death note like you just watch that shit it's 2022 or 2017 at the time it's all on the internet stuff you just watch the anime or the japanese adaptations and stuff uh, but once again, this didn't really need to get made. And also, I think the producer or someone involved in it said some stupid shit when That's they're true. getting used to whitewashing, where like he was like, yeah, we tried out some Asian-American actors and stuff, but we had to go based on, you know, who could act the best in English. And it's like, fuck, I think okay. Asian-American. You people. say Asian-American, dude? <laughs> yeah, it's like, I think a lot of them speak English. <laughs> like, it's their first language, maybe. Oh no! Also, this oh, guy no. was the guy that plays uh, Thor- oh, he Light Thornton. He's not. He's not good. No, he's bad. I, he works. <laughs> I, you know the, the thing. This is one of the problems I have with anime protagonists. A lot is um, they're like wieners most of the time. <laughs> well, that's the and, uh, Neon Genesis effect. It didn't used to be this way. Yeah, no, they used to be like big strong boys, like fucking fists to the North Star and stuff. You know, real heroic Western. Um, Sort of like cowboys. But yeah, they're wieners now. The wienification of anime. Yeah, I guess Shinji is kind of responsible for that. This guy, this kid works as a wiener. But then, like, nothing else, really. <laughs> Look at my little wiener kids. Mm-hmm. And then the, uh, the, 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 the teen dark romance aspect of it fucking sucks. Why is it? The... Yeah. It's like kind <laughs> of a weird make, turn, like, too. It's like, oh, we're doing like natural born killers kind of thing which i you know what if they would have leaned into that more and made it like hornier maybe oh, yeah, i know that, that's the kind of thing you're into it is yeah absolutely <laughs> it's right up my alley but no it's uh they had like should have leaned into that to be honest though because there's nothing yeah, there really isn't about anything here these main characters just... in this he doesn't ever redeem himself he doesn't do anything heroic he just sees himself as a god and then he comes into conflict with his girlfriend who feels the same way. And he's like, well, you listen, ma'am. They're <laughs> both, they both these people FBI. fucking suck, you know what I mean? Yeah, and he doesn't ever redeem himself or become heroic in the end, right? It's like, he's still just protecting himself. Well, yeah, that's the other thing. Like, nobody changes uh, in this movie. He's the same person at the end as he was at the beginning. Yeah, he just sucks. He's a wiener. He's just fucking wiener kid. Goddamn wiener kid. <laughs> I guess the uh, dad realizes that how much of a wiener kid he, he raised. Oh, goddamn wiener kid. His dad sucks because he's a cop, but um, his dad's also cool. I think I want to, like, grow out my sideburns, you know? <laughs> Work for eternal like, affairs. You, know you want to be a cop, uh, cop's cop? You know, like, the sideburns that, like, rockabilly guys have? Yeah. Cop, you know, like, and you got a point going. Or, like, 90210 sideburns, <laughs> 90 sideburns. But, like, f- someone needs to bring them back. Maybe it's going to be me. Oh, if I see it. I mean, is there an anime that you actually would see working well as a live-action remake? Uh, what about those original Mobile Suit Gundam movies? Because it's basically just World War II in space. Yeah, some some of the Gundam stuff could probably be made, but it, it's my I still just why would you bother? You know, it already yeah, exists. Well, yeah, <laughs> because there's money behind them. Who owns right. uh, the Gundam IP for the West? Uh, Bandai Namco, I assume, right? All right, well. Pitching the script, man. I know just everything. Who's uh, who do you who do you want to play Amuro? Um, oh, Timothy Chalamet, Harry Styles, Timothy Chalamet. Actually, that's a good choice. I was joking. Yeah, he, <laughs> yeah he, get Dune to play him. Yeah, he's already used to playing Dune. It's a similar game. <laughs> they both got mind powers. Both Amuro and Dune. Yeah, if they ever make Neon Genesis Evangelion movie, get Timbo for that too. He's <laughs> He's probably old too old for Amro at this point. He's really yeah. too old to play Dune. Uh, is he? Is Dune supposed to be? Dune's like, like a teenager, teenager yeah. Oh, <laughs> fucking Dune. 
there's a kid at the corner store the other day who kind of, he had like a Timbo vibe about him, but you know, most like all high school kids, boys yeah. kind of like look like Timbos. Ryan's hair is kind of getting that mm-hmm. long, he, curly, scraggly look. He could play like, Amro. I was like leaving after getting my corner store purchases and he was coming in and he's like, damn, you got a big chest, bro. I was like, that's fucking weird, man. I didn't he's say like, that to him, but I was like, oh, thanks. It's because <laughs> all these big ribs I got, baby. <laughs> so I, I understand you ladies, how you don't like being catcalled. It happens to me all the time. Dude's always <laughs> saying weird shit to me. Dude's always saying weird shit. Everybody just comments on how tall I am. The threat of violence isn't there for me exactly, because usually they're like, damn, dude, you look strong. <laughs> Which usually, you know what I mean? It's like they're recognizing that uh, they can't take advantage of me, I guess. So it's not the same as being catcalled, really. But you should act like it is. It's still pretty weird. I mean, I've, there's been so many times in my life that people driving by in cars have called me the F word and shit. <laughs> you know, I, I never really understood it. <laughs> but yeah, it happens a lot. Well, not I don't go outside very much anymore because I got to protect my skin. But um. Yeah, when I was, like, active in the streets and stuff for some reason, I call the F word quite a bit from passing cars. You know, people won't, I won't say to your face, but they'll yell at you from the window. Maybe not you. You're too tall. Yeah, like, he'll be able to sure catch up to us. yell at me from the window. I don't think I've been called the F word since high school. Uh, why didn't we, we should have got a PPP loan or whatever for the podcast. Why I know, I'm that looking, I was figuring that out, too. I'm looking at all these dumb pieces of shit getting PPP loans. I'll hire somebody just to get a PPP loan. Yeah, well, we should have done that. I we, we you wouldn't even have to hire anyone. This was a straight up scam. We should have scammed the government. Damn that it! Why pissed off the guy from Purple Hearts. Uh, you, you taking money from the government? Oh no, no! I need to take any money from the government. Mean drug dealer man. Oh, government, oh. please help! This oh, jeez, five foot two. <laughs> 110 pound drug dealer man yeah he didn't seem that dangerous His i mean a lot of drug big. dealers aren't but usually like got some shooters around you but that guy that drug dealer didn't seem like he had any shooters i only ever saw him anyhow um lakeith stanfeld does an amazing job too bad he is playing an anime character in a movie that is not brave enough to be anime yeah it's just him and his little sidekicks anime characters Yep, so he seems kind of weird. It's fun, though. Uh, Margaret Qualley's in it. She's pretty good. Um, When the movie first started and they show her, you know, it's just like... Oh, first, the the, uh, soundtrack to this movie is, like, also has no idea, like, what tone it's trying to set. Or, like, has no consistency. It's kind of all over the place, too. But in the beginning, when yeah, there's like sort of dreamy music or whatever, and it's like, oh, shots of high school, and they show Margaret Qualley's character, and it's like, look, it's a babe who's smoking cigarettes in PE. I was like, they at least understand what makes a hot girl. <laughs> the babe like, smoking cigarettes in PE. Yeah, I was like, that fucking, I get it. Yeah, that's like, she's goddamn, she's the queen of the neighborhood. <laughs> yeah, it's very realistic. You see that a lot in high school. Yeah, I mean, you don't, but when you do see it, that's when you're like, yup, that's yep, the one yep, right there. Yup. Yup. Nope. Oh, speaking of yup, uh, I watched Nope. How was it? Jordan Peele. Uh, it's one of the, it's a very well shot movie. I The plot, yeah, whatever. Everyone does a great job in it. Dan Kalu is great. Steven Yeun is great, of course. Uh, plot's like uh, a little bit rocky, but it's a pretty good uh, little alien movie. And yeah, it's, it has the best like, uh, like the, the night has never looked cooler in any movie. Like the Not way they even, shot uh, the night scenes. Uh, Mandy. It, it, it gives Mandy a run for his money. It's not like as psychedelic as Mandy, but it is a very visually impressive movie. I like it overall. It's just kind of like eh, some of the stuff is like eh, whatever, but uh, check it out. It's for free on torrent sites. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It might be streaming somewhere, but you got to pay for it or some shit. I think that's usually when it's available on torrents and stuff. That's usually the case. Is like it's ready to be purchased from Amazon. <laughs> uh, also, you you, you can tour Top Gun. You're into that. I think that's out. 
Oh, yeah, Top Gun's out. Yeah, yeah. so is Elvis. I'm I not watching either of them yet. I'm not watching Top Gun, I don't think. If I can't sleep in the middle of the night, I'll watch it. I watched nah, Friday. I, I, watch from, I couldn't sleep last night. Oh, uh, did you like it? It's pretty good, right? Yeah, I actually think it might be better than Predator 2, but I, I haven't seen Predator 2 in so long, it's hard to say. Yeah. But uh, it was, I'm surprised about actually how well it was shot. There's um, mm-hmm. too much of the Predator in like the first act. Like They cut that weird CGI scene with the snake and the wolf. And the wolf and the uh, bear maybe a little bit. Yeah, cut the bear a little bit. Cut down. You don't even don't show the scene where he gets dropped off. Just show the... Yeah, and basically the first time we really get a full shot of him is when our hero does when he's when he's covered in bear blood. Yeah. I don't know. Is that one work better for me? Also, you were right, a little too much hand-to-hand combat from both uh, her and her brother with the Predator. But otherwise, it was like the final fight, the whole solution she came up with, I liked a lot. Yeah, like she, the stuff, it was, I mean, it was structured really well. So the events of like her shit that happened to her earlier in the film, she used to her advantage later on, which that, that's just good writing. <laughs> but um, there is one aspect of that I kind of don't like, though, is uh, just because it's like corny to me, is that uh, she makes that video game ass like weapon, you know, oh, <laughs> where yeah, she yeah, just, that's, yeah, that's straight up from Dungeons and Dragons, the, the, the chain of returning. <laughs> yeah, that's like fucking <laughs> video game shit, which yeah. I don't want to see in movies. That's my problem with like the action scenes too. Is just like how they're shot and stuff. It's like thought, yeah, this is like video game shit. I thought most of the action scenes are shot pretty well, except for any time the predator gets in a CGI fight. With yeah, a, with an with an animal. Those and then I'm like, oh god, what are we doing, you guys? Uh, I also watched a decision to leave the new uh, Park Park Chan Wook movie. It has a really good sound design in it, and it's like. Like all of his movies, where it's like, ooh, there's like a sort of like threatening horniness to this movie. <laughs> mm-hmm. So good. I've never gotten horniness, the threat of horniness. Yeah, Park Chan Wook, man, he's fucking makes some erotic shit, even if it's not like, it's, you know, not, that's not like the forefront of the movie, but there's uh, like sensuality to everything he makes. It rules. Fucking love Park Chan Wook. Uh, check it out also, it's streaming somewhere, I'm sure. <laughs> Tubi's got it, maybe. It's on Drama Cool <laughs> for sure. Got drama Cool. Tubi's got everything. Uh, yeah, you can watch the Japanese live action Death Notes on Drama Cool as well, so you don't have to watch this Netflix shit. What else is bad about this movie? Well, actually, let's change it up for once. Let's talk about what's good. The lighting's pretty good. I'm pretty sure it's shot digitally, but they still put some effort into lighting, which is nice. Uh, Lakeith Stanfield is pretty good in it. Um, I don't know about him, like, crouching on chairs all the time. That's, like, a little bit too uh, much. You know, he's, know. He's, a, he's, a, he's a character, you know? Yeah. Um, he's, he's, like, one yeah, of those detectives. He's, like, a real Hercule Pro or Sherlock Holmes. Well, he's, like, Whatever a, that fucking a, doof from uh, uh, Knives Out is called. Uh, Daniel Craig, because his name... <laughs> Yeah, but he he still he still has his anime ass background in it, where he's like a government design, yeah, he's like Conan, super detective. Conan. Yeah, that's pretty funny. Uh, Margaret <laughs> Qualley's no Margaret Qualley's pretty good. I like when she's smoking cigarettes, looking hot. That's good stuff. That's only at the beginning of the movie. And she probably smokes a cigarette later on. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I just I guess I just like that scene because it like captures like um adolescent Kyle's sort of like idea of what like a cool girl was, you know? She plays by her own rules. Uh, Willem Dafoe underutilized. That's another thing is like Ryuk doesn't like fucking even need to be in the movie. <laughs> yeah, he's not really he's not really yeah, there. He's All the motivation like, comes between the it. two the conflict comes between the two uh main characters being like, no, we we can be a little bit more of an evil god. Well, here's my thing about Ryuk. I've seen about as I watched it. Like a lot of complaints from probably fans of Death Note is like he always underdeveloped and blah blah blah. Which I could see. My problem with it is like not that he's underdeveloped because I don't know that Ryuk is an important character to develop anyways. But they try to have it both ways. Like I said before about them trying to thread the needle is they don't develop Ryuk at all, but they still try to have like this relationship between him and Light, and it's like. 
there's nothing in the movie to suggest that they they're gonna banter with each other in any way. <laughs> he barely exists. So it's the fucking best of both worlds. They don't want to put any work into developing any of the characters. It's just you know fucking. Here's Lakeith Sanfeld. He speaks Japanese. I just found and that scene too where they introduce him, and it's the two like Japanese. Uh, presumably like uh, Yakuza families is, is like the indication I get is that scene in there just like as an homage to Japan like thanks for creating Death Note Japan <laughs> you know what I mean like, that why was is my assumption just like oh yeah because it's from Japan I mean, as well, we'll do some Japanese shit yeah that sucks that so, like, that's like I don't know that's almost like offensive to oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, you little yeah, snowflake you, it's not offensive it's just to give something I don't know I, don't really I mean it's not shit. It's, it's offensive. not offensive necessarily. It's just kind of like, ugh, fucking lazy. It's just fucking, yeah, it's weird and lame. It's not as offensive as uh, Sydney Sweeney's family um, being Republicans or whatever. <laughs> whatever that shit is on the internet people care about. They the, go outside. <laughs> like, talk to other people. No. Have you ever talked to other people? They're awful. You don't yeah. like people. Shut up. You don't talk to other people. <laughs> not anymore. <laughs> Well, we had, well, I only talk to people at jobs, pretty much. You only talk to people if you have to, or if they're already friends with you. Yeah, that's crazy. I haven't made new friends in years. And I have, like, no desire to. <laughs> go, but go outside, kids. I just, like, stop worrying about weird shit on the internet so much, really. Yeah, there's plenty of weird shit in real life to worry about. I guess, but you know what? People just love talking about shit, though. You know, like, since the dawn of time, people like to talk about shit. Maybe it's not that bad. That type of stuff. I mean, anyways, like celebrity gossip. That's probably fine to talk about. As long as it doesn't get crazy. Yeah, I think but, it, gets, it gets to a point where like you're too into someone else's life. And it comes to that, that symbiotic thing we're talking about. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. As long as it's not like hurting anyone. Fuck it. You know? <laughs> uh, other good shit. Um, the chase scene between Light and L is okay. It has like John... <laughs> It's good, good Carpenter. shit, but it's okay. It's got like John Carpenter music, which doesn't fit the tone of the movie really, but it works in that chase scene though, because it's like I, I straight up was like, this could be in a John Carpenter movie, just that section of the film. Uh, Lakeith Stanfeld has um, Blade Runner gun for some reason. You notice that? Yeah, I was like, well, we got a gun for some reason. Is, uh, I, I think legitimately that is the gun from Blade Runner 2049. Well, he's just obviously the big nerd, so he, he had a replica. Oh, gun. maybe. Yeah, I guess in universe that works because he is just like a he's the type of person who would post all the problems with this movie compared to the original Death Note. <laughs> Which yeah, I get. You know, I mean, like. If you're hella into Death Note, it's fun to complain about shit. Like, uh, it's fun to complain about how lame Game of Thrones is compared to A Song of Ice and Fire. I get it. But it's also like, what did you expect? Like I said, the anime is like 100 hours long. This shit's an hour and a half. What are they going (laughs) to do? What are they going to do? I mean, the right choice was not to make it at all, of course. But they did. So, this is what you got. Here you go. I, I kind of thought they were going to do a payoff with uh, Ryuk saying that uh, uh, no one's ever made a past letter to and trying to lie his name in the book. Oh, no. no I, eh, no way. No. <laughs> Absolutely not. That. Yeah, no, no, no. Don't yeah, even yeah, yeah. pay attention to that one. Unlike, unlike Prey, we don't, there's no payoff here. No setup, no payoff. A little bit of setup, maybe, but no payoff. So it like kind of... Uh, invalidates the setup well i mean that's like again that's like we talked about the thing there's really no payoff for the entire movie because no one is different than from from the beginning other than some some people are dead which i guess is a difference i guess but like nothing's solved right light's still theoretically under the thrall of ryuk he didn't overcome ryuk's sinister machinations or the game he was playing right no i didn't and he (laughs) seems like he's about to be killed by ryuk because l's writing his name on that page well, I or think, his dad's name, um, potentially. Well, it's, I think uh, the way it's in the movie, it seems like L's not able to bring himself to do it because he's not um, crazy, I don't think. Well, not crazy in the same way as like this school shooter light is. <laughs> what are you talking about? Crazy. He killed the bad people. <laughs> <laughs> he brings his fucking school shooter ass book to school and he's like, oh, Hey, you baby, you want to do something cool? Hey, this will get you wet. 
I mean, that's fucking at the that. If the movie would have taken a turn there and it became a like a horny murder movie, movie, yeah, absolutely, that would have been great. But the way the movie that was, is, I like, mean, you, that's you're right. That's the right goal. Mm-hmm. But they're not they're not willing to commit to any of that shit. So it's uh, oh yeah, I'm responsible for uh, killing the bully, and um, we're gonna have a safe romantic relationship. <laughs> <laughs> Very safe for TV. I mean, it's implied that they're doing it. Yeah, but you know what I mean. It's like not. It's not like a part time <laughs> movie. movie you say no one gets the titties out. Huh? Well, not like you. You know, it's something like, like. I'm sure Margaret Qualley has the range to act like she's you know fucking wet from that shit. But no, she just. Well, she kind of like, well, does at the end where yeah. when she's like going insane with power and she's like, "I wrote your name in the book. Now give me a fucking book." Yeah, but that's like. More of a that's like a common trope, really, of just like, oh, secretly she's evil psychopath or whatever. Like, that happens a lot. I just, you don't, well, is she evil psychopath though? Because he does it too, you know? Oh, yeah, no, he sucks too. Yeah, he's he's weird piece of shit. Yeah, it's just the all corrupting power of death, you know, (laughs) or something. No, it's, I think the reason to me is Ryuk chose him because he's a fucking school shooter. Like that's what happened. The book falls out of the sky at his feet. Ryuk chose him, but he's like, "Yeah, this guy is. <laughs> he'll kill some people for sure. <laughs> this guy sucks." And like that's vibes in the anime too. Like I said, uh, the anime protagonists, a lot of them, real incel wiener types. <laughs> it's kind of why I, you know, especially modern anime. Modern anime exists solely to sell ancillary products to you and shit it's all kind of kind of fucking lame and that's why the lamest people you ever meet are big time anime fans because uh, they're also incel weirdos hot takes been hot takes nothing wrong with being a weeb like me who appreciates japanese film and japanese punk music and other stuff that's cool like anime <laughs> that's a step too know. far yeah that's mm, i don't know about that well, that's the thing about anime. There is good anime. You know, I've talked about it before. There's about five of them. Um, they all were made before the year 2000 because there was a big swing in uh, the 2000s where anime absolutely became all about selling figurines and plushies and T-shirts and wall scrolls and Hello's fucking and animation styles and that fucking... Shikashi stuff. Yeah, it's all fucking getting scammed, baby. It's perfect for Netflix. (laughs) Buy more shit. Well, coming up next, the Korean invasion. Um, Yeah, but you know, at least the good thing about Korea is um, the products they're selling are human beings. (laughs) For now, anyways. I think that that one K-pop girl group, Espa, has like AI versions or AI versions. Oh, it's fucking terrible. You you heard about that one AI rapper that was signed to Capitol Records and then quickly dropped. Or whatever? Yeah, Yeah, because he was uh, saying the N-word even though his lyrics were being written by like a white boy. No, no, no. The AI wrote those lyrics, Kyle. Uh, No, I think the (laughs) level of AI that was involved in it was just marginal enough to sell the novelty. And then as soon as anyone did any digging into it, it was like, oh, no. This is just what some fucking Harvard white boys think <laughs> rap music is. He has 80 million followers or some ridiculous fake number. Well, what's scary about it, though, is obviously these uh, early uh, volleys, shots across the bow, if yeah, you will. Yeah, it's to get us used to the idea. Yeah, but it is eventually going to happen. Um, obviously, the VTubers and shit like that that already exists um even though some of them are made independently you know that's not going to be the case for very long like you are straight up just going to be watching streams of anime girls <laughs> it's well, it's also that, the vocal that one vocaloid um Mika, Mika, like that's the fucking japan already did that shit <laughs> whatever um well Let's hear a five-star review Okay, for Death Note. Um, and bear in mind that Rotten Tomatoes, uh, the critics review, 37%. Audience score, 23%. Uh, it took me a while to find a five-star. Hmm. 
Uh, and I picked this one because it was long, so we're going to discover it together. Look, well, yeah. I just, before you get into it, yeah. it's, I don't like, not that the the Rotten Tomato scores don't operate that like that anyways, not the, like, it's not the yeah. equivalent of saying it's like a three out of ten or whatever, but that's the thing about this movie is, um, I just thought it was going to be straight up garbage disaster. trash, and it's just like, oh, okay. Yeah, but it's just like kind of a lame movie. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, like we, again, you've said this it's before at the beginning. With, like, Netflix Cut the Death Note part originals. off, and it's a it's like a it's like a horror movie, and you'd watch it. Yeah, it's just in, kind in, of an okay horror movie. Like, All right, whatever. That was yeah. fun way to spend the night. Well, I'm so like lame about movies and horror movies. Yeah, you movies only watch Halloween themed horror movies, <laughs> <laughs> specific Halloween movies that I watch around Halloween. You can't just watch any old horror. To me, that's crazy. You're gonna watch Friday the Thirteenth. A summer movie. <laughs> that's a summer movie, my friend. Say Texas Chainsaw Massacre. That's a summer movie. I know. I don't watch, watch Texas Chainsaw summer. Massacre because it's too fucking loud. Between the generator noise and the goddamn screeching, I feel like the guy that that was going crazy filming the movie. Oh, the guy that played Leatherface. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's the. I don't know. I'm gonna be like lame nerd about Texas Chainsaw Massacre for a second though. Like, there's fucking. You're lame nerd about a lot of stuff, but go ahead. <laughs> The reason that movie stood the test of time and is like a pillar of like fucking independent horror is like there's that movie is still fucking unsettling, right? You know what I mean? You watch it and like not unsettling like oh the violence or anything, just like the vibe of it is like this fucking it's oppressive. Like you can feel the heat and like oh, how yeah. dirty it, it feels is. Humid and, when yeah. you watch that movie. Yeah, that fucking rules, man. Good job, Toby Hooper. Never really got. The highest high at the beginning, but you know, good job for it. Texas Chainsaw Massacre Two is all right. It's got chopped off in it. <laughs> all right, well, here's all right, let's see the review. Give the five star out of the way. Look, I understand the problems people have with this movie. I think people need to understand that this isn't the anime. It's never going to be as good as it. A show is able to have so much more depth and development than an hour and 30 minute movie. It's fair so far. This movie yeah. was also meant for a person who hasn't watched the anime. So they can dive into it along with people who have watched the anime. I feel like it's a creative spin on the story meant to happen in America. I don't believe this to be whitewashing or anything like that. I mean, one of the lead characters is African American along with Asian actors, but this story takes place in America. This is a long fucking sentence. It's how it was written. Anime, anime Wait, mainly. If, we'll go ahead. I want to point out, he's right to a certain extent. Like well, the, it does the take African American America. thing, dude. Yeah. Whoa. So like, it should be um, multi-ethnic because you know that's um, how America is, especially because it takes place in Seattle, but. What's missing from the equation, especially because it's in Seattle, and it kind of throws that producer into question, too, is uh, there's a lot of Asian-Americans in Seattle. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just the one they... guy that's actually from Japan. <laughs> yeah, well, there is one scene where... Oh, yeah, you um, see some people in the background that were potentially Asian-American, Asian or it could be tourists. They, they, yeah, they cut to someone of a woman of East Asian descent and her child for a reaction, so... A little bit of representation there for you guys. All right, I gotta find my where I was in this sentence. It's there's like 15 commas. Anime mainly attracts attention from Asian countries. Whoa, most Americans still don't or won't watch anime, so they wanted to make this movie, but they wanted to make it enjoyable to anyone who just picks up the movie. God damn, this so how many commas are you gonna use? Maybe it's just me. This is the, this is the second sentence, dude. But everything about the movie strikes all the right places. Ugh. And yes, I did watch the anime first. Ugh. And this is one of my top ten favorite movies. Oh, God. And I'd love wow. to get it a second chance. Also, come on, it's Willemstad Defoe. It's, Ryuk <laughs> it's W-I-L-L-E-M-S-T-A-D. What? Willemstad? <laughs> Willemstad. I, I, I think it's autocrat, but it's still funny. I think mm. if you just sit down and realize the movie... For what it is, and take a watch, you'll love it. Willemstad. 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 Uh, is that it? That's it. So, he's not far off base. He's right. Um, like, they are trying to market it to a larger audience. A lot of uh, popular, or statistically, a lot of Americans don't watch anime, right? I know anime is, like, more popular than ever in the West, but, like, a lot of people still don't watch anime, aren't interested in watching anime. Um, but that doesn't make it good 
or a good decision for it to be made. That is like money man talk. And we at the beginning of podcasts we first started talking about man. we don't give a fuck about that shit. We're here to find good movies to watch. We'll so Netflix trying to line their pockets to shit. Or Will Willstead Defoe trying to make a little scratch. Fuck it, I don't care. Um I I I sat down. I didn't love this movie. I thought it was okay. Yeah, I, I have no particular affinity for for Death Note. It just is not a very good movie. Yeah, my reaction to it is um, it's not quite as bad as I was expecting it to be, but it's still not a very good movie. Uh, despite the backlash on whitewashing Sugumi Oba Oba and Takeshi Obata, the original creators of Death Note, have praised and defended the film. With Oba stating, "In a good way, it both followed and diverged from the original work, so the film can be enjoyed." Of course, by not only the fans, but also by a much larger and wider audience. Very diplomatic response. <clears throat> the reality of it though is the reality of it though is um, it's not enjoyed by fans of Death Note because it's really it's too much, and then it's also not made that well, so it didn't get fans in a wider audience either. So yeah, as you can tell, because no one's clamoring for Death Note <clears throat> two and uh, five years later. Although they're still making a new Death Note series, apparently on Netflix. So yeah, but it's not gonna have anything to do with this movie. They're gonna they're gonna reboot and reimagine again, right? I can't imagine it's gonna be carrying off this thing. Uh, the sidearm used by L is a modified M two zero one nine detective special <laughs> used in Blade Runner twenty forty nine. I fucking knew it. I knew it was a you fucking Blade Runner such gun. a great gun guy. Good for you. Oh yeah, I was, classic IMDb fact. Let's learn about the guns. I, I do like that I'm validated that he's walking around with a fucking Blade Runner gun. Uh, producer Masioka makes a cameo as a Japanese police detective. Good for him. Oh, here it is. In the defense of the whitewashing accusations, producers Roy Lee and Dan Lin have argued that our vision for Death Note has always been to introduce the world to this dark and mysterious masterpiece. The talent and diversity represented in our cast, writing, and producing teams reflect our belief in staying true to the story's concept of moral relevance, a universal theme that knows no racial boundaries. Wow. Oh, Producer Roy Lee also oh. stated that the film is definitely for adults. It has zero chance it'll get below an R rating. He also stated that it will be one of the first manga adaptations that feels very grounded but still has fantastic elements. That was the fucking problem. Well, I mean... <laughs> Is one of the problems. Yeah, it's because you, again, pick a tone, guys. Shane Black and Gus Van Zant were attached to direct, but later dropped the film. Interesting. Yeah, fucking, he hasn't made a movie since Goodwill Hunting, I don't think. Yeah, yeah, so they just haven't been that good. <laughs> well, he's like, I'm done after this one. This is the last one for This is Willem Dafoe's second comic book feature after the Spider Man films. Yeah, Spider Man. It's me, Spider-Man. It's <laughs> me, Green Goblin. He's not Spider-Man. Stupid. Oh, similarly, similarly to the to Ghost in the Shell, a previous anime adaptation from earlier that year, year, this film came under fire with accusations of whitewashing when it was decided to cast American actors in the role of characters like Light Yagami and Misa Amane and rename them with westernized names Turner and Mia Sutton. According to the filmmakers' audition... According to the filmmakers... Auditions were held for Asian American actors to be cast, but none were selected on the basis that none of them were fluent in English, resulting in further backlash. Yeah, because that's some stupid shit to say. Asian American actors are not fluent in English. I mean, yeah, I, I get, how many first generation Asian American actors could there possibly be? You know, you not had that to many. get one. I mean, like, I. <laughs> and also. In the There's, 80s, I knew, like, second and third and fourth generation Asian kids, so it's not, like... Yeah. Well, and also, like, even, like, first generation immigrants, um, they they learn to speak English, you know? <laughs> they, they can speak English. I think it, what would have been an interesting choice to kind of, like, split the difference here is, um, yeah, if you wanted to be in America, be have it be in America... And what would be an interesting take, especially because there's Japanese cultural elements that are relevant to the story, maybe it takes place with the Japanese-American community and you hire Japanese-American actors. You know, it could even take place in a place like uh, Seattle, where it's <laughs> probably Japanese-American. <laughs> huh. I mean, I, it's like not the end of the world, right? 
Um, well, I'm sure that's what the uh, bad regardless, the... but like they could have done try a little bit, but luckily there is the scene where Elle is introduced at a nightclub in Japan and they are arresting sex workers. Thank you, Japan, for creating Death Note. <laughs> I mean, I think you just gotta look on the bright side here. There were those, there was the Asian mom and her daughter in, mm. in that, that cutaway scene, so that's that's all you need. <laughs> I mean, if we really want to look on the bright side, um, let's be dumb and act like East Asian people are all a monolith. And well, at least now Korean media gets to succeed as Korean media. <laughs> I'm sure people, Japanese people, are proud of their Korean brothers and their <laughs> success. <laughs> and vice versa. On that yeah. note, what are we watching <laughs> next week? It's your turn to choose. Oh, shit, let's, I didn't think about it. Let's, let's take let's a look. Let's go to the Netflix original wheel. While you're looking at it, I'll read some uh, letterbox comments. All right. Uh, this one says, this movie is some certified dookie bunghole 3000. <laughs> I have never cried in the end of a movie. This is an exception, however. I had to watch Death Note get absolutely ravaged for an hour and a half. Maybe not every manga anime should be turned into live action. Maybe, just maybe, none should be. I think that's probably the right answer. <laughs> this made me wish my name my name was written in the death note. <laughs> All right, uh, let's look at some. Good, there's got to be some like five stars on here. I'm the one from 2022. This year, let's. See. <laughs> I've never watched an anime, but this one was busting, bro. Fuck you, light. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, this person is acting like they're a professional critic. Serving as a near-perfect translation of the gothic Japanese media into American hot topic terms, terms, Death Note is an admittance of the incapability of approaching the mastery of the anime, but also offers an alternative. Fascinating aesthetic meditation on the subject matter. Splitting uh, Gita in two... The manipulative and intelligent and extremely hot Mia. What? In the pathetic, in the pathetic incel fascist light. Hell yeah. <laughs> this person got it. They fucking understood this movie very hard. <laughs> Best anime ever. It gradually got less entertaining to watch after L passed, though. Man, fucking, you're, you posted this on the wrong death note, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Spoilers, bro. <laughs> A masterfully crafted train, wet, train wreck. Nah. It's not a train wreck, and it's not masterfully crafted. It's just kind of in the Oh, home. I got it when we were watching this this week. All right. What is it? Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2022 Netflix original. Oh, shit. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> well, at least it's, technically it's still summertime, so it is uh, we're in season. Unless the Netflix version takes place around Halloween. <laughs> it was released in February, so that's a good sign. Hell yeah. This movie is infinitely better than anyone will give it credit for. I don't think there's a single scene that I didn't laugh really hard at, and I think people are misconstruing it for being anything other than a comedy. <laughs> this post I has like got to be kind of spiritual. Yeah. That's not bad, you know? It is a uh, pretty, fun, pretty funny little movie. Huh? I don't know. That's the... That's, like, my final word on it is, like, if you forget that it's an adaptation and you just watch it for what it is, it's like there's fucking 20 of these horror movies get made and released in the United States every year. Yeah. You know, it's not good, but it's like, yeah, whatever. That's how that's that, that's a movie. All right. You know, all of them have Lakeith Stanfield playing a kooky detective. Kooky yeah. boy detective. <laughs> I'm guessing Lakeith Stanfield probably is like familiar with the anime. Like it really or comes at least he got the role and became familiar with it. Uh, yeah. Because he's definitely playing L, the anime character. In the not so anime movie, well, that's Which, uh, grounded it's like and the highlight grounded. of the movie. I just like, man, he he was crouching on chairs and shit. That's wild. <laughs> that's what I do. Going to a restaurant, crouching on a chair. Going to police yeah. station, crouching on a chair. Going to my neighbor's house, crouching on a chair. Crouching on a chair. I'm always posting up like yeah. Batman. Batman. I don't got gargoyles here in Arizona, so I just do it on the back of a lazy boy. I don't know about you, but I've seen plenty of gargoyles here in Arizona. Oh. <laughs> oh, talking about white people. <laughs> white people. Uh, yeah, that, I guess that's it. I'll give Death Note a 3 out of 10. 
Yeah, I'm feeling like a four. I feel a little more generous. Because yeah. it feels better than um, Ridiculous yeah, Six. Just, yeah, that's true. I just thought it was going to be so bad that it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, four, you're right. Four seems pretty good. Four out of ten. So, it's it, obviously, it's no Okja. Uh, it's, try, it's trying so hard to compete with Nobody Sleeps in the Woods tonight. But Yeah, uh, nobody's, I would rather watch Nobody Sleeps in the Woods tonight again, I think. Yeah, I... Mm-hmm. Eventually, we're going to have to watch the sequel. No. But next week, we're instead going to watch um, probably another stupid horror movie, I'm guessing. Because uh, when this movie came out, I like didn't hear anything about it. Yeah, I didn't even know it came out, so that's a good sign. Well, I remember the trailer getting released and everyone making fun of it. And then I really didn't hear anything else about it. So I'm assuming it's probably quite unremarkable, like Death Note. But um, I guess the difference would be Death Note or anime in general that has very fervent fans all over the internet and stuff. People like Texas Chainsaw Massacre. There's plenty of corny like horror movie people like me. But I'm assuming a lot of them don't um, just post nonstop on the internet because I don't, you know. So I'm Why guessing don't you? that's you the should difference. try to do it and you live on the internet. Get into some well, I mean, about uh, something. I am gonna start streaming again um, this week. I think on the the old Twitch. What are you streaming? My plan is, um, I'm gonna see if I can melt my brain with TikToks. Ugh. Yeah, like, I'm gonna like like a part time job. I'm doing it five days a week, like four or five hours a day, Monday through Friday, <laughs> and watch TikToks. Do different themes every day, right? We'll search the different hashtags. Like we'll do like cringe cop TikToks the first day or something. And then we gotta do Mansfield stuff. Cringe cop uh, gym stuff. <laughs> Like gym stuff, I, the fucking gym TikToks are terrible. Oh, um, you know, shit like that. I don't even know what a, I don't even know what a TikTok is, really. What a TikTok, TikTok. Uh, my favorite, my favorite TikToks are the orange ones. Uh, yeah. So look forward to that. If you're ever on Twitch.tv/slash/vhs underscore kvlt, that's where it's at. You can also go to vhskvlt.com. Uh, twice released a new uh, mini album and single. Fucking tell Mina the I tell the content sewer sent you. Kyle sent you. Doing it all for Mina. Was watching her fan cam before we started this. Thighs look great. Fan cam. Um, that's what you, you know should, you, you should call it your the VHS called fan cam. Hell <laughs> yeah, that's that's what the stream the Twitch stream is. You know, like when you see a woman or a man or an NB. And you're just like, kind of like when Margaret Qualley's introduced in this movie, and you're like, God damn, that's that's a wife. You just you can imagine yourself like washing her hair, cooking her dinner. Imagine her writing her feet. name in the death notebook. No, getting your, her name tattooed on you like multiple times. That's what I look at Mina, and I'm like, I'm getting Mina tattoos. As soon as I marry her, if I don't marry her and I get the Mina tattoos, it'll be weird, right? But, no, that's normal. Yeah. It's good. Yeah, actually, like, like it's fine. I think for sure I'm gonna get like a Charlie XCX tattoo, like just her name, because I think mm. that's cute. No, don't do that. <laughs> yeah, do it. I, I'm gonna go I, for it. I don't it. think so. Don't do it. Uh, no, because as your lawyer, I advise against it. Uh, Charlie XCX definitely like plays into like the um like sexual manipulation of her fans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like to her benefit, it's not for yours. Yeah, yeah, she'll be cool with it. Is what I'm saying. Because yeah, I just don't. <laughs> No, what? That's not a reason to do it. Uh, VHSKVLT.com. Tune in next week for Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I'll say some other weird shit about women. Yeah, it's, um, what's what he's here for? VHS. Uh, content sewer. Tell your friends and family about it. Fucking spam that shit in Twitch and all the discords you're all part of. Mm-hmm. Post on Reddit about it. Wait, in the TikToks? What do the kids do these Talking days? They're definitely Start not doing clip- Facebook. Start clipping this shit, putting it on TikTok. Um, if you go on Facebook, yeah, let's get some boomers on board. <laughs> get the Facebook boomers in yeah, start a Facebook page for us. Oh, man, I forgot to say bad shit about women this week. I guess yeah, I was kind of like misogynistic. Yeah. But uh, you got to go hard to like really get the teens, right? To get the clip, clip for TikTok. You got to like. Is that what TikTok is the massage? Man, he's fucking, man. Oh, man. I remember one time, one time, uh, my girlfriend fucking, she got burritos without me. I said, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> you're for the streets. Honestly, uh, that, for the that, street. that would piss me off a little bit. 
I mean, like we weren't hanging out. We didn't have plans to hang out that day, but you know, like on our own with our own friends. And oh, stuff, I mean, that's, that's cool, but you know, no, uh, uh-uh. <laughs> it might make me want a burrito, which would upset me. <laughs> my partner was live and die for me. You know what's funny about that is I don't expect that from my partner at all. But I do want to have a partner that, like, Expects I will fucking live and die for. Yeah. So why did you get burritos down me, you son of a bitch? You know I love chorizo. No, I mean the opposite. Like, I, like, um, well, no, no, I don't even mean the opposite of that. Like, I want a partner who's, like, independent and cool oh, and like, shit. Oh, but, like, I see what you're saying. Like, I, but I, I want I burritos. Oh, I see. Yeah, I get it. No, but I, want, but I want a partner that is, like, so desirable and, like, godlike to me that, like, like I'll worship them for some reason. For some reason, that's really appealing to me. I don't think that's healthy in my old age. Yeah, well, that's whatever. Fucking VHS Cult dot com. Tell everyone about Content Sewer.